somehow we've managed to overcomplicate every area of our lives, including how to simplify them. And in the meantime, we've forgotten entirely that it's actually possible to live the life of our dreams and that it's completely unnecessary to live up to the expectations of others. I'm Hilary Ladd, and you're listening to the Be Notorious podcast, my sometimes way too philosophical ramblings about mundane, real-life shit like decluttering, grocery shopping, and following your dreams. Okay, so I've told you before about the Zig Ziglar quote that got me through the first year after my divorce. It's the very first step to getting what you want is having the courage to get rid of what you don't want. And that was my touchstone for so long, and it still is. And you know why? It's because there's still so much stuff in our lives that we don't even want. Look, I know I harp about decluttering a lot, and and I hope that it doesn't make you feel anything negative other than like, oh, yeah, this is something that I really want to do, and God, all I really want is for you to understand just how liberating it is and that it doesn't have to be this big thing. Like, getting rid of what you don't want should be empowering. It should be this thing that propels you forward and gives you energy and space and time. And did I say energy? (laughs) Because, oh my God, I feel like I don't have any of that right now. It's just been a couple of sleepless nights because of babies. It's fine. I'm dealing with it. Although I could probably use some more water. Anyways, decluttering, getting rid of what you don't want. It is the first step. And you know why? (laughs) Here's what I'm noticing. People don't know what they want. Do you know what you want? Like, do you know what you want your life to look like? Have you even let yourself imagine that? I don't know. I feel like so often we just get into the daily drag of life. Like it's just, there's just too much shit going on. We don't even have a second to sit back and look at our life from an aerial perspective and consider that we have a choice in what direction we're going in. Did you know that? Did you know you have a choice? (laughs) Oh man, it took me 27 years to realize I had a choice and by then I had really, really gone in the wrong direction and so I had to do a really dramatic course correct, a 180 if I if I might say so myself. <laughs> Anyways, I just don't want you to have to turn your whole life upside down. And I'd love for you to start believing that you're allowed to change course before it gets to a point where you're like, well, fuck, what do I do now? Change is hard. Change is scary. Some people thrive on change and some people avoid it like the plague. And 
I am one of the people who um, begrudgingly thrives on change. <laughs> and uh, But it's never nice while it's happening. And I'm learning so much just about like personal growth, obviously. But being in the growth zone and how basically everything kind of hurts while you're there. <laughs> well, it's because you want to propel forward. I want to propel forward. I, I don't ever want to like stay where I am, but I also want to figure out how to enjoy where I am while I'm there. And so this is like the big dilemma, but I'm kind of, Oh, I'm, I feel like I'm getting these little glimpses of understanding and I am trying to jot down some stuff so that it makes sense and I can tell you all about it. So here we go. Okay. I'm just going to break this down into steps because that's helpful, I think. <laughs> Um, and this is applicable, especially if you don't know what you want, but also if you already do know what you want, because clarity comes with action. You can only start to get real clarity on what you want and what you don't want when you start to make a move, because it's all fine and well to say that you want to move to Florida, but you don't really know until you start selling your stuff and start trying to buy a property and all of that stuff. And this is a totally irrelevant example, but it's what I got. So step number one, get rid of what you don't want. I don't know how much more I can say that. Get rid of what you don't want. And I'm just like talking about like the stupid shit, the stupid shit that's lying around. Like I've got the cover of a Curious George book that's like been just ripped to shreds and just is being totted around my house for months, years it feels like. And no one needs that cover. It's never going back on the book. It can just go. It can go already, okay? And things like the yoga block that has baby teeth marks all through it. Like, I don't know when I've last used that. I do practice yoga regularly, but I haven't used that block. Like, it can go. It's, there's so much random stuff. And it just makes us focus on stuff that we don't want. And so it's like, if we got rid of it, we wouldn't have to be constantly reminded that our life is full of stuff that we don't want. Get it? <laughs> okay. Step number one, get rid of what you don't want. I'm talking the weird random crap that lies around your house that makes you feel like your life is full of stuff you don't want when that's not actually true. Because here's the second step. Start getting grateful for the stuff that you do have. Like 
I am sitting in our bedroom right now and I've got this beautiful vanity that we bought with our beautiful home and I'm sitting here with my salt lamp and these windows that look out onto the Bay of Fundy and I've got, you know, like the three personal care products on here that I use on a daily basis and I've got a couple of books that I've got on the go and it's just like something beautiful to look at while I'm sitting here. And so, yeah, I've got this weird, like chewed up yoga block and fucking curious George book that's been ripped to shreds in the corner. And you know what? I, it was way easier to focus on those two things that I didn't want than it was on all of this other stuff that I have put together that I do want. And so it just goes to show you that it's a constant journey and gosh, we need to be ruthless editors of our life. Whoever said that was a genius. All right, moving right along. So step one, get rid of what you don't want. Step two, start getting grateful for what you do have in the lack of distraction of all of the things that you don't want. Does that make sense? I don't know, whatever. The third thing then is to start asking yourself, what do you want? What do you want more of? What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your day to look like? Because like I want to get up well-rested before dawn, before the rest of my family awakens to go downstairs and drink a glass of water and do a yoga practice and then write in my journal over coffee. And, you know, I'm not far off. It's happening a couple times a week. It's it's a work in progress. That's my goal to be doing consistently by the end of 2020. And I feel like that is totally reasonable. I've given myself a reasonable amount of time to do this, but like, what do you want more of? Like, I want more sourdough bread. I want more friends and family visiting our home. I want more date nights with Evan. I want more ice skating with George. Like I want more of this stuff. And so in order to have that, I need to get rid of the other stuff that I don't want. And that is taking up my time and energy. Does this make sense? I just feel like we like mystify this decluttering process and this like achieving your goals thing where it's like kind of cut and dry, but not really when you do it in practice because it's still you know, uh, not black and white, but like, oh, we have made it feel impossible to fill our lives with stuff like spending time with our friends and family and eating good food and taking time to ourselves to do stuff that nourishes our bodies and our souls and our minds. And it's like, I'm not really reaching for the stars here. Like, yes, I have other dreams that I'm hoping that we're moving towards in like the next five, 10 years, but like, they're also not crazy. It's just different than what society expects. And I don't know, like, is it so crazy to like, want to travel more with my family and want to grow more of our food out of the ground and eat that? Like, 
I don't think that's nuts, but it takes time and it takes effort and it takes intention. And so like we are so hellbent on instant gratification and quick fixes to make us feel better that we've forgotten that we've got our whole lives ahead of us to move in the direction of our dreams. So that step that was step number 3 to start imagining what you want your life to look like and then step 4 is to start making that happen with like very small changes. So like I've said that I want to be the kind of person who really guards my quiet time. And so I recognize that the simplest way to make that happen is to get up before my family and do that first thing because that has to be my number one priority in order to be a functioning human being because when I don't get time to myself, god, I can be a real dick. So I don't want to be a dick. <laughs> so I know I need to make space for myself in order to be a happy human being. Um that means that I have to start going to bed earlier. That means that I need to know what my morning is going to look like before I go to bed so that when my alarm goes off at 5:30, it is harder to press snooze and go back to sleep cuz I have a lot of excuses <laughs> and I'm they're good ones too like last night um Evan and I fell asleep on the couch watching a movie which was kind of nice, you know. But then George wandered downstairs at 1:47 a.m. trying to find us and in the process like woke up Fred and so I was just like back and forth between baby and toddler because mom is the only one I'll do sometimes in the middle of the night and so yeah, at 5:30 when my alarm went off this morning and I was in George's bed with him like you better bet I turned that motherfucker off and I got some sweet toddler cuddles. Yeah. And then I woke up at 7 and I was like, "Well, shit. I better figure out how to be a nice person today because I didn't get my morning time." So, it's like you got to know what you want. You got to make plans for how to get it and then you have to make alternative plans for what to do when things go astray because well shit just doesn't always go as planned you know and this is where i have to come back to the idea of transitions and the idea of abundance and maybe these two things don't naturally correlate for you in your brain but I'm going to make a a connection for you right now because we are constantly transitioning from one activity to the other and we're constantly transitioning from one kind of like mode to another like I'm a mom, I'm a partner, I'm a business person, I'm a teacher, I'm an artist, I am a homemaker like there are 
so many roles that I play and I'm constantly having to transition between them. And when I have to do that, it makes me feel like I'm not doing a good job of any of them. And I would like to, I would like to feel like I'm doing a good job. Like, you know, 85% of the time would be super great anyways. And so then abundance on the other hand, and this is like a word that I've, I've been throwing out there a little bit and just trying to get a read on you about what you think about it, because like, it's always been associated with, um, like, do you remember when the book, the secret came out and everyone was into the secret and I just thought it was weird and didn't, um, know anything about it. And still don't know anything about it because I have not read the book or watched, I think there's a show or whatever. Anyways, all I know is that abundance has to do with our mindsets and our mindsets have to do with the way that we choose to view the world and the way that we choose to view ourselves and the way that we choose to view our lives. And so I am working really hard at choosing to view myself as successful and as enough and as okay, like all the time. Like I really just want to get to a place where I am in a constant state of okayness. (laughs) Again, I'm not really reaching for the stars here. I mean, like maybe I will get there, but for now, like, I just want to feel okay instead of this, like, underlying feeling of dread and guilt and general, like, what the fuck am I doing here? Because I feel like that is all too common. And so much of it has to do with the box we think we're supposed to fit into and the way that we think our lives and ourselves and our jobs and our relationships are supposed to look. And so much of that is to do with comparing ourselves with others and thinking that we're not good enough all the time. And so when I say abundance, I mean that there is enough right now, that I am enough right now, that there is enough for everyone right now. That's abundance to me. And so the way that I can tie transitions and abundance together is that when we're transitioning, when we're feeling low, when we're feeling unsure, when we're feeling out of control, when we're feeling like not enough to be able to fall back on this like 100% confident knowledge and trust and hope that there is enough right now and that I am enough right now and that there's enough for everyone right now and nobody has to do without love and enoughness and comfort and peace and joy and all of these like intangible things that feel very tangible in my body when I'm experiencing the opposite of them, you know, like dread and anxiety and fear and shame and guilt, like those all feel real. And so if I can trust that I am enough, 
even when I'm feeling guilty, that I am enough, even when I'm feeling ashamed and I can choose to view my life through the lens of this abundance, (laughs) well, then it gives me a little bit of grace and space to go through transitions and not be 100% okay, but still be okay not being okay. Does that make sense? (laughs) I'm just, I'm hearing you like both scratch your head and nod over there. Um, Because we all just want to be okay with not being okay. Because when we do get into that place where we're not feeling okay, it's so easy to spiral out of control. And it just makes me feel so sick to think that this is such a default for so many people. And and it's my default too. Like I can so quickly spin out of control and feel like I am worthless and like there's no point in continuing. And so I might as well just pull out that bottle of scotch and that bar of chocolate and curl up and watch Gilmore Girls because I am done. <laughs> and What I want to be able to experience in those moments is not necessarily a change in behavior, although, yeah, I would super love to choose drinking a glass of water and going for a walk instead, but to still love myself even when I pour a drink of scotch and drink a chocolate bar and watch Netflix and give myself permission to rest in whatever that looks like for me in that moment, you know, like that my worth, my intrinsic personal worth as a human being does not depend on my ability to achieve anything, but that I am okay right now as I am, as a mess, as a public figure, as a mom, as a teacher, as a role model, as anything that like, I am okay in all of those roles. And I'm okay as I transition from one to another and I stumble and I just have to believe that I'm okay. And that you're okay too. I'm going to bring it all home, bring it all together because I mentioned four steps uh, a little while ago and then I started crying about um, how terrible it is that we all feel so terrible. Anyways, okay, step one, get rid of what you don't want. You don't have to live with a constant reminder of things that you were supposed to do. Okay. Okay. Like, just like stop filling your life or stop allowing your life to be filled with things that you don't want. Get rid of them. Make space for the things you do want. Yeah. That's step number two is starting to be grateful for the things that you already have that you do want. Like your wonderful family and your crazy, beautiful friends who 
are so supportive and for the aspects of your job that really make you feel so confident and like you're offering something great to the people that you serve and for your home and the things that you have accumulated that bring you so much joy and give you so much comfort to be surrounded by. Like, let's start being grateful for what we've got. And it's so much easier to do when there isn't a whole bunch of crap lying around that you don't want and that you've been dreading dealing with. So, and then step three is to start imagining more of what you want your life to look like. And I'm just talking little things like finish the sentence. I want to be the kind of person who wakes up before my kids, spends time on my own, is so very hydrated all the time, (laughs) who always has a fresh loaf of bread for my friends when they stop by, who is excellent at making hot chocolate. Like these are the things that I want to be known for. And they like, that's, it's not too much to ask. Okay. Cause then I'm going to start making it happen. Step number four is to start making it happen. And it's, you got to write it down. You got to get clarity and you got to start acting on these things that you want to become so that you can get more clarity and then you gotta figure out how to make it happen even when you don't feel like it. Oh my God, that's definitely the hardest part. To do all of these things and to be that person even when you don't feel like it. You know what? That's the growth zone. That's moving forward. That's living your best life is figuring out how to be the person you wanna be even when you don't feel like it. And trusting that you are still a valuable person and that you are still currently being successful even when you don't feel like it. Even when you do opt for chocolate and Netflix over water and a walk in fresh air. Even when you give up and you go to bed without washing your face or flossing your teeth and you get up the next morning way past your alarm, like you are still successful in that moment because life is full of ups and downs and all that matters is that you keep going, that you keep moving forward. And the only way to keep moving forward is to not allow yourself to spiral and get stuck in all of the stupid shit that your brain is gonna tell you when you fall short of your own personal expectations and the expectations you think other people have of you. And so really what this comes down to for me with this whole like be notorious thing is just to say a big old fuck you to the voices in your head that tell you that you're not good enough just because you're trying to do something that you haven't done before and you're not good at it yet. Just give yourself some fucking permission to be a human, okay? Like, you don't have to be picture perfect all the time. You don't have to get it right all the time. You just have to keep trying and to keep believing that you are so fucking worth it and you you are so allowed to live a life that you want to live and that that doesn't have to look like anything that anybody else tells you and that it can totally just be 
being able to sit down and watch TV and eat pizza with your partner after dinner, like after your kids go to bed without having a fucking pile of dishes and a whole bunch of random tasks that have to be done. Like this isn't, it doesn't have to be like reach for the stars kind of stuff. It can just be like regular old, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if we had time to go away for the weekend? Wouldn't it be nice if we had time to go for a walk on Friday afternoon? Wouldn't it be nice if we all had time to make fresh pasta together? Like, Wouldn't it be nice if I finally had time to start knitting again? Wouldn't it be nice if I dusted off all my paints in the closet? Wouldn't it be nice if I got to do karaoke more often with my girlfriends? Like, wouldn't it be nice if I just kind of knew what we were going to have for dinner for the rest of the week? Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> Let's like let ourselves dream whatever the fuck we want to dream and then get out of our own ways to make it happen. Okay? You've been listening to the Be Notorious Podcast. I'm your host, Hilary Ladd, and I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a review. And if you do, I'd love for you to then take a screenshot of it and send me an email at hillary at benotorious.ca and I've got something special for you. Um, also, just a big thank you because... That's the only way for people to find this podcast, and I would really love to share it with a lot of people. So if you've enjoyed listening to it, I'd love if you would tell others. Thanks. Have a good day.